Hi, I'm Johanna Ferreira, content director of Pop Sugar Juntos. Juntos is all about celebrating Latin A culture, pride, our many intersectional identities, and joy. Thanks to support from Prime, there's so much to get into over at Juntos this month. From conversations with the Latin A minds behind our favorite new movies and resurrected TV shows, to thoughtful celebrity commentary and exclusive interviews with some of the biggest Latin music artists today. And it doesn't stop there. Get more of the music, movies, and shopping you love on Prime. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more of whatever you're into from streaming to shopping. And get all of our latest coverage at PopSugar.com slash Juntos. Con amor, Johanna. Welcome to Switched On Pop. I'm songwriter Charlie Harding. And I'm musicologist Nate Sloan. This week, it's Eurovision. Ooh. It's my favorite annual musical competition where European and invited countries duke it out to decide which state has the best song. Mm. The music is truly fun. It's danceable, pan-genre Europop with traditional folk instrumentation and a dash of kitsch. Mm -hmm. So here's how it works. This May 10th through 14th, each country will perform in the semifinals and finals, and then country judges and viewers from each nation will vote for their favorite songs to choose a winner. Today, we'll listen to the top six countries' submissions that bookmakers are betting will win. So, Nate, you'll present three songs, and I'll share three songs, as well as some of the most bizarre wildcard picks. And at the end, we'll make our prediction about the winner. Charlie, let me introduce to you Amanda Tenfjord, one of the many names that I will horrifically mispronounce over the course of this episode. She is representing Greece with her song, Die Together. I think we should spin it from the top. I'm in your backseat. You are driving me crazy. You're in full control. It's like you always know so. First musical reference that comes to your mind listening to this, Chuck? I can't place it. It sounds very familiar. Like, it sounds like this belongs on top 40 pop radio. Oh. What the hell is going Imogene Heap's Hide and Seek. This is a very common thing that I see where Eurovision songs have a pretty clear corollary of another major pop hit. I'm hearing that, yeah. Yeah, I think we'll hear more of that as we go through these tracks. But not to say this song is entirely derivative. I mean, the chorus of this song is pretty bracing, pretty different, not exactly what I would expect to hear in the Eurovision Song Contest. I will hold you till forever If we die together, die together Wow, that's really powerful. It's really isolated. It's this sort of dark, cavernous reverb around these synthesized voices that are singing some very lush but dark harmonies dying together. Mm. Yeah, mm. lots of space. You can actually like hear the the void in in represented in that song. It's a very bold gambit. But you can't maybe do an entire track like that. We're going to get some powerful drums and harmonies coming in. Everything comes to a head in the final chorus, which features a great dropout. Together, 
Like, you know that moment is going to bring down the house in the live performance of this song. Oh my gosh, absolutely. You know that Eurovision loves a power ballad. Songs actually have to be three minutes or less to make it into the competition. Ah, interesting. I didn't know that. And I love a power ballad that can start so small and get so big in just three minutes. It won't be the last time we hear that formula. No, there's going to be a lot of them. All right, there's number six, Amanda Tenfjord from Greece, Die Together. Take me to number five, Charles. We're really switch it up. We've got Chanel doing slow-mo. Chanel is a Cuban-Spanish singer born in Havana, raised in Barcelona. The song was written with Jennifer Lopez in mind huh. by a group of North American songwriters. And it's a Latin pop hit coming from Spain. We open with this great Latin bass line. We get this great lyrical flow with a line about a Bugatti. This is not a very serious song. This is a fun party song. Mm. The Bugatti line and even just sort of the vibe of this whole song reminds me a lot of a song we didn't get to cover in our Britney series, hmm. the song Work Bitch. Oh. <laughs> mm, Britney Spears goes to the Iberian Peninsula. I think it's appropriate because the choreographer who worked on this video actually has worked with Jennifer Lopez and Britney Spears. So it kind of Whoa. feels like we're maybe blending the two. And when we get to the chorus, I'm getting straight up Britney Spears, give me more as a Latin pop song kind of vibe. I mean, that track has some firepower for sure. Right? I love how this song is just announcing itself as a dance song. If mm. you wish you could do this dembo, like the dembo mm. dance rhythm. Does it have the emotional arc that a Eurovision jury seems to love? There's so many different kinds of Eurovision songs, from your power ballads to your very goofy songs, some of which we'll get to later. There's also a lot of just sort of Euro pop dance music. Mm -hmm. I think this is a song that would absolutely play in a club, that it could absolutely be on top 40 radio anywhere in the world right now. Okay. Okay, it's a contender. But it's a it's a little lighthearted maybe. Like it's not doing some of the things that some of the other songs we're going to hear are doing in terms of having many more layers of meaning, at least for me. Right, right. Ah, which offers us a segue to number four. From the United Kingdom, it's Sam Ryder with Spaceman. If I was an astronaut, I'd be floating in midair. And a broken heart would just belong to someone else down there. I would be the center of my lonely universe, but I'm only human, and I'm crashing down to earth. Catching some ballady vibes. Yeah. I like the sort of contemporary play on Elton John's Rocket Man kind of thing. Yeah, we're, we're in the same sonic world as number six from Greece. Very sparse, almost acapella. You can tell this is going to go somewhere big. And yeah, I'm definitely getting Rocket Man vibes as well. But, you know, that's a compelling concept. The idea of going to space 
to escape a broken heart. Probably the reason, you know, most astronauts are, are up there, I would think, trying to, <laughs> trying to escape their emotional issues. What's your beef with astronauts? I love astronauts. No, I think they're, I think they're great. I just don't, you know. We get, what leads you to want to stay away in space? We just say, oh, they're so brave. They're so courageous. No, they're just trying to get away from, you know, they're heartbreak. Or, <laughs> yeah, like, let's, let's be real. So jump to the chorus, and I can't help but hear some, some lovely word painting, right? If we're going up into space, you better send your voice into the stratospherics of your range. And there's more word painting in the bridge. <laughs> Clearly the song has a lot of text painting. I feel like it is drawing on this lineage of music about space where you just necessarily have to ascend. Makes me think of Rocket Man again. Mm. Rocketman's lovely because it does it both in the voice. You get the Rocketman, but you also get the slide guitar that just goes. Yeah. It's ascending upwards. It's a solid track. Sam Ryder's voice sounds amazing. Does it have the rocket fuel necessary to win this competition? I'm not so sure. You know, the, the, the bookers aren't sure either because the first three songs we've looked at, Greece has a 3% chance of winning right now. Spain has a 4% chance of winning right now. And bookers are predicting the UK's submission only has a 6% chance of winning. But when we jump to Sweden, who's currently in third place with a 12% chance, mm. get another song in that power ballad world that really pulls up my heartstrings and I'm loving it. This is Cornelia Jacobs, her song Hold Me Closer. No need to apologize. It opens with these large swelling strings. There's nothing to regret. Intimate lyric about regrets. Well, this is not what and when I we get want. to the chorus, the song totally opens up. Hold me closer, although you leave before the sunrise. Might be bleeding, but don't you mind? I'll be fine. The power ballad is alive and well at the Eurovision Song Contest. It gives me a little bit of that Selena Gomez lose you to love me, just really slow instrumentation, but strong voice. The vocal has a almost Sia-like quality to it. Hmm. I really love it. But this is one of those songs where staying with it to the very end totally pays off because it's just enormous. It's got full choirs, it's got drum fills for days, it's got U2 style guitar playing. This is just like power ballad on top of power ballad. And it's fitting for the song because it has that feeling of like a lover screaming and escalating mm. stages of desperation trying to reach the person that's so, that's so far away out in space. That is a big payoff, right? I feel like this contest is going to come down to who can deliver that final chorus catharsis in the most overwhelming way. Totally. If you think about some of the past participants, folks like ABBA or Celine Dion, clearly 
Eurovision loves people that know how to work a song and build it and build it. So some of the top contenders fit this power ballad mold, but if I know Eurovision, that's not the only kind of song we're going to encounter. We're going to encounter some kind of unclassifiable <laughs> tracks as well. And I really want to hear those, even if they're not favored to win the whole thing. I've gone through and listened to all of the semifinalist submissions, and I have found the three wild cards that are just absolutely bizarre. And before we listen to the final top two most likely to win countries, let's check out those wild cards right after the break. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Calling all female runners, it's time to lace up and join Team Milk. Since the 2022 New York City Marathon, Team Milk has sponsored female marathon runners nationwide, providing support and shining a spotlight on their unique stories, perseverance, and drive to go the distance. Why milk? Dairy milk is an excellent nutritional ad for both marathon training and recovery. Milk contains 13 essential nutrients, including high-quality protein, making it a crucial component of a training diet. Plus, it's one of the best beverages for hydration, even better than water. The same electrolytes that are added to many of your favorite sports drinks are found naturally in milk. And in 2024, Team Milk is taking the next step to empower female runners by launching the only women's marathon in the U.S. designed for and by women. Built to be accessible, empowering, and community building, the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon will take place in Savannah, Georgia on November 16, 2024. You can learn more and register for the marathon at everywomansmarathon.com. As much as Eurovision loves a dance pop song or a power ballad, it also loves kitsch. It loves really goofy, weird stuff. And I've found some for you, Nate. The first one, coming from Latvia, is a song called Eat Your Salad. <laughs> I'm already into it. No need to panic. All the signs are there. Let's go organic. Oh, when you eat your veggies, Yes, that is the bizarre, unexpected, funky, fun Eurovision nonsense I've been craving. It is clearly an activist song about sustainability, which is great. Uh, It's very silly, but I feel like because it has horn arrangements that feel like Stevie Wonder could have done them, I am loving this song. Oh, yeah, that too. That too, for sure. Yeah. Okay, that was just what the doctor ordered. And I didn't even pick up on the trenchant message of the tunes. Now I like it even more. What else do you have for me? Moldova has an entry. Long name I'm probably going to get wrong. Trenol- Trenolatol? 
I don't know. Just check it out. Hey ho, let's go folklore and rock and roll. Whoa. The lyric is, hey ho, let's go folklore and rock and roll. This is like a polka pop song. It has a bunch of traditional instruments. Eurovision loves when there's traditional instruments in a nation's submission. So it's doing some of the thing that Eurovision viewers like, but it is a very silly song. That I absolutely love. That was so fun. Just like Eurovision, I love the inclusion of traditional instruments and traditional sounds in this competition and hearing how these can still be relevant and meaningful to people. I think that's so freaking cool. That said, I have a song that I just completely don't understand how it fits in. It's Norway's submission from a band called Subwolfer. Ah, Subwolfer. I'm not going to tell you the name of the song. You just have to hear the chorus. And before that wolf eats my grandma, give that wolf a banana, give that wolf a grandma, yum, yum. And before that wolf eats my grandma, give that wolf a banana, give that wolf, give that wolf. Okay, we've got a little Red Riding Hood reference and a little bit of like, what does the fox say vibes as well. I'm into it. There's theories that it is an anti-anti-masker song. Anti-anti-masker song because... Because you need to protect the elderly and so let's try to stop the wolf... The band were asked about it. They neither confirmed nor denied. It basically, to me, just sounds like if the Black Eyed Peas ate way too many psychedelics and tried to make a pop song, but were hallucinating Little Red Riding Hood. Wow, that's a great pitch. If you walked into like a <laughs> major label with that, I mean, they would be all over it. Well, that was a fun detour down the weirder side of the Eurovision Song Contest. Should we go then to the number two pick, mm. the host country, Italy? Yes, this is their entry from Mahmoud and Blanco. It's called Brividi. <laughs> So we get the title word right at the end of that chorus, brividi, 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 which means shivers. Mm. So really, I think it's a really powerful moment. It matches the voice, too, because there's a lot of vibrato in the lead vocal. It kind of sounds like to me if like Bad Bunny were singing an Italian ballad. I think there's a lot to like about this song, that kind of shivering vocal sound that you just detected at the end of the chorus hearing two men harmonize together kind of unusual mm. and i and i dig it and the song is is really about being vulnerable as a man so there's like mm. kind of a powerful emotional message here i think mm. and then when we get to the bridge that bad bunny reggaeton vibe just kind of surges to the fore wait i can't believe this is gonna happen Yep. 
Compare it to a track from Bad Bunny and Jake Cortez, like Daquiti. It's got that raspy, really aggressive, kind of loose feel to it. Yeah, the intense auto-tune, the hyper-rhythmic vocals. It's a really interesting combination. I think this Italian entry is a a really strong contender. I feel like there's got to be high expectations for this song because Italy won last year. The group Monoskin didn't just become Eurovision winners, but they went on to become global pop stars with a song like Begging. Okay, at this point, it sounds like a pretty heated competition. I feel like we have to listen to the front runner now. That's right. We have to go to Ukraine. Their submission comes from Kalush Orchestra, a Ukrainian group that blends rap with traditional singing and instrumentation. And they're going to give us everything you want in a Eurovision song. Europop, blended genres, mm. traditional folk instrumentation, subtexts with lyrics that have very potent national importance. Here's the intro to their song, Stefania. Begins with a lullaby. And then we get a rap verse about a son singing to his mother, Stefania, hmm. asking him to sing him that lullaby again. Hmm. This at first sounded like a strange mashup to me. The lullaby, rap verse, and then when we get to the hook of the song, it's one of those pop drop, pure instrumental dance moments, except that it's got a little extra something going for it. (laughs) Man, that's a dirty flute break. I love it. Do the listeners know that you love playing the flute? I mean, I feel like maybe it's come up occasionally, but yes, I do have a secret predilection for the Irish penny whistle. This is different than the penny whistle. This is actually called a Talinka flute, and it's a traditional instrument played in Ukraine. It is a very simple flute with a single sound hole that a musician can use to imitate nature sounds and bird calls. You can hear what I'm talking about with a group called the Kiev Ethno Trio. What's the name of that flute again, Charles? My Ukrainian's not great. I believe it's Talinka flute. Okay, Googling where to buy Talinka flute, Los Angeles, California. That's an amazing sound. I also really love the lullaby section of this song because it does something that's one of my favorite parts of Ukrainian and and Eastern European vocal harmonies Mm. in general, which is the way they lean into some really dissonant intervals that you don't necessarily hear in the States that much. So check it out. Mm, Crunchy. It's crunchy, right? (laughs) It's really cool, traditional... Such a great sound to hear in this contest. The harmonies are very cool. The instrumentation is traditional. The mashup of genres is very effective for me. Hmm. But there's a 
bigger reason that Ukraine is the front runner, and that is, of course, that Europe is showing its support for Ukraine during the Russian invasion. Right. The Eurovision event is supposed to be non-political. In fact, the Eurovision rules state that it's an apolitical event, such that in the past, politically motivated lyrics have actually forced entrance out of the competition. In 2009, the country of Georgia had a song called We Don't Want to Put In, Hmm. P-U-T-I-N. Oh, yeah. Nice. Wow. I can't believe I've never heard that. I'm so glad you introduced me to it. But that song was kicked out of the contest for being too political. It was the year after Russia had invaded Georgia and put in was a not subtle enough jab at Vladimir Putin to bypass the Eurovision politics free rules. Hmm. And yet this year, international politics is unavoidable. In fact, Russia was barred from participating because they invaded Ukraine. And actually, Ukraine's first pick for the contest had to drop out due to a controversy. The artist had traveled to Crimea and there were allegations about forged documentation Ukraine said that anyone who had traveled to Russia or Crimea would not be able to participate in the contest. Interesting. Wow. And then that takes us back to Stefania, a song which on its surface looks like a son singing to his mother, sing me this lullaby, but it's full of subtext about nationalist pride. Hmm. Very obviously, the mother can be a stand-in for a motherland. Mm. They sing about lyrics with blooming fields. You know, Ukraine is known for being the breadbasket of Europe. Hmm. He says that his mother gives him the power of will and that he will always walk back to her by broken roads. Hmm. This metaphor of broken roads, the roads that have been destroyed in the country. Yeah, I assume this was written prior to the Russian invasion, but you can't help but hear these lyrics in light of what's happening right now. Yeah, the song was written before the invasion, but it can be heard with a new, deeper meaning. In a translation of Stefania, the Ukrainian YouTuber Kogi Khan explains that lullabies would often be sung as soldiers went off to war. The traditional folk song Plenikacha, for example, is about a mother talking to a son singing, you'll be buried by other people. This song has, according to reporting by WNYC, taken on new meaning in this time so that when Ukrainian people hear a lullaby, even like Stefania, it's resonating in a greater web of meaning. Hmm. It's hard not to read into this song, especially when one of the members of Kalish Orchestra, Vlad Korochka, was part of the territorial defense forces around the capital of Kyiv during the invasion. And so when people hear the song about this guy's mother, it means much more to the people of Ukraine, to the people of Europe. I mean, given all of this context, it's hard not to think it would be pretty powerful if Ukraine won this competition, right? Absolutely. It would be a meaningful statement of solidarity but it would also feel disingenuous to give it to Ukraine if the song didn't slap. I think this song hits in all the right ways. It's got the traditional instrumentation. It's got lyrics that have subtext. It's very danceable. It's multi-genre. I think this is the winner for me. I 
Couldn't agree more. Switched on Pop is edited by Jolie Myers, engineered by Brandon McFarland, community management by Abby Barr, illustrations by Iris Gottlieb. Our executive producers are Hannah Rosen and Nishat Kerwa, a member of the Vox Media Podcast Network and a production of Vulture. You can find more episodes of our show anywhere you get podcasts or our website, switchedonpop.com. Hit us up on social media at switchedonpop and tell us what's your favorite track from this year's Eurovision Song Competition. We'll be back again next Tuesday. And until then, Thanks for, Thanks for listening. Why do you run? Why does anyone? I always thought that runners loved running, and that's not the case. Most runners hate running, <laughs> but they choose to do it. In the new docu-series Running Sucks, brought to you by Team Milk, Abby Ayers learns why women runners everywhere are driven to go the distance. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. Team Milk is about fueling women's performance and helping them along their marathon journeys. You can sign up now for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon, taking place in Savannah, Georgia, on November 16, 2024. Learn more and register at everywomansmarathon.com.